when I lost this weight, I looked like a different person, really. Uh, but what I learned is that, okay, I, had, I was a pretty big guy before. Now I'm down 170 pounds. Let's see what the body can do on fruits and vegetables. Let's see what's possible. That's when the, the experiment began. I said, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm getting rid of all of the supplements that I took, all the whey protein powders. Let's get rid of the eggs. Let's get rid of all of that. I even, I even tried supplementing with human growth hormone and testosterone when I was in my 20s. So that was a catalyst to probably some of the health challenges, you know, as I was, I thought that might be a way to go. So I dabbled in that area for a little while and that didn't turn out very well for me. <laughs> I gained a bunch of weight and I was, I had a lot of body fat. I was a big guy, but I wasn't healthy. I was very unhealthy. So now I lost all this weight. I was super skinny. Let's start all over and let's see what the body's capable of doing uh, naturally. And that's where the whole journey began. That was Ian Myers, and this is the Yogi Triathlete Podcast. Welcome back to episode 99 of the YTP. This is the place where every week we share stories of people looking, finding, and living their purpose. This pod is a limb of its mothership, Yogi Triathlete Holistic Performance, one-on-one triathlon and run training, plant-based nutrition, mindfulness, and meditation is who we are. Our tribe is growing every week, and we're fired up to have you all along for the ride. This podcast is a unique medium of connection that allows us to come together and share in the stories of life experience. And I'm super pumped to let you all know that the show must go on and it will go on. Kathy, Tina, Mike, Lauren, Jamie, Gary, Mary, and Lupe are all the latest YTP community members to speak up and make it known that they want this podcast to continue and so it is. Thank you so much, everyone who pledged this month. We continue to welcome additional pledges from listeners who feel in alignment with making a monthly contribution. $5 a month gets you access to podcast previews, extras, and exclusives. $10 or more a month gets you access to pre-recorded yoga classes with BJ and I. So go to patreon.com forward slash yogi triathlete to become a patron and access all your exclusive content. And thank you from the depths of our souls for making a statement and answering our call so that we can all continue to make a statement in this world. I believe that we're all here to leave our mark, to unearth our gifts and uncover the bravery it takes to share those with the world. This is the Awaken Ready Life, and our guest today is for sure living the warrior way, and it all started with one step into the unknown. After 30 years of not eating vegetables, not a one, not in 30 years, not even with every trick in the book that his parents pulled out for him, Ian Myers refused and pushed against the very plants that are now his purpose in life. Pre-diabetic with high blood pressure and signs of heart disease were the news he received in his 20s. And a list of pharmaceuticals were the answer, according to his physician. But just like those vegetables, Ian refused and left the doctor's office that day wide awake and determined to find another way. This is exactly what he found on his own, without help, taking one step after the other into the unknown. He left his world behind. Literally, he upped and moved to Denver from Atlanta. And while not giving anything else up, he added one good thing in a day. It was from this one good thing a day that everything changed and from which everything that didn't serve him anymore, from food to relationships to thought patterns and behaviors, 
naturally fell away, leaving Ian completely reinvented with a total renewal of health and vitality. Today, Ian teaches and empowers people with the necessary tools to live a healthy lifestyle and maximize their human potential through plant-based eating, exercise, and developing a healthy, balanced mindset. We cover so much about nutrition in this episode that we neglect to even touch upon the fact that Ian is also a dedicated yogi who is currently in training to become a teacher of Kundalini. I think you'll all agree that after listening to today's show, he is for sure repeat guest material. He shares his story, his knowledge of the healing benefits of botanical herbs and intermittent fasting, which BJ and I have been doing for years, but after this conversation, we've taken it to the next level. So without another moment passing, I just want to say that I am so fired up to share with you today the completely transformed, open-hearted, lean plant muscle machine that is Ian Myers. Very much like you guys, I'm like an experiential kind of guy. I need, like, I need to get out into the world. And if I stay in one place, maybe perhaps at one some time in my life, there'll be that where I really want to get rooted down in a in a specific location and be there all the time. But right now, it's like my spirit and soul is like there's work to do out there, and and I, I and I love traveling. I love that experience of like going different places and spending seven days here or seven days there and working with people. I love that. So I really, res- I, I, I love hearing that, like that you guys did that. And that's something that mm-hmm. you found some magic in on, along that. There was so much magic. I mean, we just, we grew exponentially <laughs> on that trip and, and still was, are, oh, and still are like deep in it. Now. As you and I were chatting on the phone, you know, this, this, um, this life of really following your heart is filled with, brick walls and tidal waves and, you know, many days of just amazing views of what's possible. And, and, you know, we experienced a lot of that living on the road. And yeah, I remember when we kind of landed here, we just high-fived each other. We're like, yeah, we're bulletproof, you know, like a married couple in a Honda for six months. That's intense. That's awesome that you guys made it through that. And gosh, I'm sure we could talk for hours on stories of just that little bit right there. And I would love to hear it too. It's like, it's something I've been seriously considering of doing. Um, you know, it's been, uh, it's been really calling me. So to nice. see you guys inspire me to he- to be here and to like hear, hear you guys share those things. That's like, for me, kind of like on the kind of beginning stages of all of that, you know, um, it's really cool to hear. To see, but you, I mean, you know, before we put the mics on, you were like, the only thing I want to do hundred percent is love. And that's so right. just keep following that love a hundred percent because it's all in there. The patience, the trust, like the bravery, the courage, it's all in that love. Mm-hmm. It's all right there for yeah. us. It's so, so powerful. We know that that's the antidote to everything is love, loving our food, loving what we put in our bodies, you know, making that connection. I think that connection has a lot to do. It's really driven by love, being able to connect with our loved ones, with people on the street, with the food we put in our body, with the way that we spend our day and how we move through the world. Yes. Just that deep connection. So, all right. So speaking of connecting, (laughs) you and I connected, which was so awesome that one day uh, through our mutual friend, Chris. And we we just like, it was getting cold. We were in the driveway and we were just like back and forth, back and forth. I'm like, we got to have you on the show. Yes. So now here you are and you're right down the street in Cardiff. Yeah. Very close. Yeah. So thanks for having me. Yeah. It's so awesome to meet you guys or meet you finally and to see you again and to be here. Yeah. It's great. I'm psyched to have you here. And, 
I haven't even heard your whole story yet, but it seems like there was some epic health things that have yeah. driven you down this path. And yeah, yeah. so yes. wherever you want to start, should jump we, in. Should we talk about kind of like what, how all this unfolded? Yeah, let's do, yeah. yeah, let's go back. Because yeah. um, that may give some context of the whole, like where I'm at now, what's going on. Yeah. So um, let's see here. I will just begin with um, like the reason why I decided to go into the direction where I'm at now is about, let's see, I'm 38 now, so that have been eight years ago. At 30, actually right before 30, I was about 28, 29 years old. And I was, um, I was working a very stressful job. I was in real estate and I was working with, um, I was working a lot of hours and I was staying out late, staying up late. I was, you know, in my 20s and having a good time living in Atlanta. Um, I went in to get a physical because I was going, going to ride a, 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 mount, a bike race, a mountain bike race with my stepdad. And I went in to get a physical and I knew I'd had high blood pressure because I'd been to have checkups here and there for some medication I was taking. And every time I'd go into the doctor, I'd have high blood pressure. And I thought, well, okay, eventually something is going to happen. And it did. I went in for a physical. Tested again for high blood pressure. I thought I had the white coat syndrome, you know, when you go in and you're just kind of nervous to go in. Well, to, to kind of shave the story down a little bit, I went in for the physical. I said, I'm going to be racing or going in a mountain bike race and I want to make sure I'm healthy to, to ride. And he said, well, you have high blood pressure. Let's do an EKG. Let's do an ultrasound. Let's make sure your heart's healthy. And so we went in and they did blood work and we went through all the different tests. Well, test came back and said that I was developing heart disease. And I was also kind of in the, what they consider pre-diabetic stage. In uh, your 20s. In my 20s. And when he said heart disease, I, it was kind of like the record just stopped. You know, just, oh. what, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> and I knew that, that there were some things that I could do better in my day-to-day -day routine. You know, I knew I could, I knew that staying out late, drinking alcohol, experimenting with drugs and alcohol, things like that. I knew those things could change. That wasn't good. But there was other things that some, maybe some genetics that had, were, were in that recipe. And long story short, I, when I got the, the feedback, I just, I knew that some things needed to change. Well, growing up as a kid, I'm the oldest out of three kids and I was the only one who didn't eat any vegetables. Nothing. Not uh, my parents tried everything uh, to get me to eat them. Little tricks like uh, ketchup and mustard on green beans <laughs> didn't happen. I wasn't. I wasn't interested. <laughs> uh, they tried everything, and so uh, growing up as a kid, all the way until thirty years old, I didn't eat any vegetables. Oh my God, you're so fiber deficient. What did you eat? What were you eating? That's a really okay. good question. Uh, so the, <laughs> what is that? Relief? So yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, I was more of the sandwich eater, fast food eater, pizza. Um, gosh, uh, there was more more than that, like Tostitos pizzas, uh, those hot pockets, hot pockets, uh, eggs, yeah. tons of eggs, and I used to eat so many eggs. You guys, it was probably enough protein to to feed a small family. Really, twenty eggs a day. Now I eat twenty bananas a day, <laughs> so it's like kind of the opposite, but it's a more healthy version. Um, but that was my in, my, in the beginning, that was, that was me growing up. I was, um, I was very, I got sick every year, strep throat. Uh, I would have as, little things with run-ins with asthma. I played sports. I was very active as a kid. I always played outside. This is pre-video game day, pre-cell phone day uh, at times. And I was very active. I'd play outside. And, uh, but my health just wasn't 
wasn't good because of obvious reasons, just not eating. I wasn't getting nutrition. And, you know, so fast forward up to, um, 28, 29, 30, that during that little, those, that area, when I got that diagnosis was like, okay, this is real. Um, this is real. This is where I'm at right now. And some things really need to change. Well, I didn't realize that under the surface, there was more going on. You know, there was like uh, major digestive issues, acid reflux. There was, um, adrenal, what they call like a, a, a fatigue or burnout mm. where I actually took Accutane. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that, mm. but it's, uh, some listeners may know Accutane is something that a lot of teenagers are given because of severe, like cystic acne, like the, the kind that really is, is embarrassing. It hurts and it's just, it's nasty. And as, as a, as a teenager, I took this Accutane. Well, this stuff is like poison. It's very it toxic. sounds like jet fuel, very toxic. And you have to go in every, um, every month for blood tests because it's very damaging to the liver and the adrenal glands and the body. I don't even know why it's available to be quite honest. I don't even know why it's available, but I'm finding through my practice that I share this message and there's a lot of people raising their hands saying, I took that too. And, and I have similar, you know, things. So I'm like, wow, this is a, this is a real big deal. And a lot of kids who had severe acne growing up as a teenager very likely may have been either offered to take it or may have taken it. And it causes a lot of issues in the body. Depression is one of them is one of the side effects. And, um, so I found out all of this information through that, um, that physical. It's and like this perfect it, unfolding though. I mean, and it's interesting to see like, that's how long it took for, the body is so freaking amazing. Like yeah. that's how long it took for it to catch up with you. So uh, yeah, that, that was, that you said it right. The body is incredible and, and its ability to keep going every single day, pump the blood, work the body, move. And I'm a very, you know, I've always been into exercise. I've always been into um, outdoor activities and things. So that's always been online for me. Um, now, when I got that diagnosis, that was back in like 2009 or somewhere in that area when I was 28, 29, 30, somewhere in that area, I was um, weighing 250 pounds, 248 pounds. I now weigh 190 and I actually lost 75 pounds and I'll, and I'll explain how I, why and how I did all that. But that's part of the whole journey too. But when I got that diagnosis, I was, uh, I'm, they said, you know, here's your options. You can take medication, high blood pressure medication, medication for heart disease and for the pre-diabetes, like they wanted to actually, they said, if you don't make some changes, you're going to have to go on insulin down the road. And so it was a wake up call. And, um, first thing I did was start to research and find on, I found out online that there were people who were making, who were healing their, themselves or their body by going plant-based and be, raw specifically like eating foods in their natural state. And the doctor <clears throat> at that time, the doctor, that wasn't an option. Oh no. no. This is, this is self, <laughs> self-induced research. Yeah, right? this was, I, I went to the, I said, you know, I don't want to take medication. I just, I wasn't interested in that high blood pressure medication at 29, 30 years old. Just it didn't seem right for me. It didn't feel right. And I knew that there was something that, that mm. I could do. I, I just had hope there. Um, so my intuition left, led me to, you know, like the computer, like let's start looking up. And, you know, when I got into that whole um, looking up and, and researching phase, I also realized that I needed to change my lifestyle. You know, it wasn't just like I saw that people were healing their body by going plant-based and that made sense. But I thought, well, I don't like vegetables. So that's, I don't know how that's going to work for me, you know? And the other thing was that I knew my lifestyle was very, it needed to be changed. There were some things that just needed to needed to change. I just lost my father in 2008 to a car accident. 
and had a little bit of extra money on the side that I inherited uh, from the inheritance that I could use. And so I actually uh, kind of pulled the plug on my life in Atlanta and I moved to Denver, Colorado. And you know, Denver, Colorado was where everything happened. I went there, kind of retreated for like eight months, didn't work, worked on myself. Um, that's where the research really took off. And I started finding out people were, you know, um, juicing. That was what changed the whole thing for me, uh, was juicing. Actually getting a, I, I saw this man making a, a video on YouTube and he was talking about the benefits. That's what got me is he was talking about all the benefits of juicing fruits and veg vegetables in their natural state and what the difference was from cooking them. And I instantly was like, I, that, I got to do that. Went out and got a juicer. I didn't go on a diet. Uh, I just actually added juicing in to my daily routine. I still was eating the eggs and all the other things. Um, but in the beginning, I just committed to the daily juicing habit. You know, so you just added one thing. One thing in. That was it. Because I didn't like vegetables. So it was like, I, I wasn't interested in salad. This is a new format. This is a new, <clears throat> excuse me. This is a new, like. <laughs> Getting the cacao choke? Getting the cacao choke. Oh, it's so but good. It's just a new formula <laughs> of the juice. Good stuff. Yeah, it is good, good stuff. stuff. <laughs> but it's a, new, it's a new way of looking at the vegetables. So maybe that sort of opened you up to. This could taste good. Could taste good, yeah. And it took away the textures, you know, because when you juice, all the fiber's mm -hmm. gone, the textures are right. gone. Right, so you still have a fiber issue at this point. Exactly. There was still that going on. <laughs> However, just getting the nutrition yes. in was like what I was in, in, interested in at that time. And so I just, uh, I, I added a 32-ounce juice. It was something like apples, carrots, ginger, lemon, something simple that was sweet and palatable. And I did that every single day in about between the three and a half and four month mark, literally everything just came online. It was almost like I woke up from this like deep sleep mm -hmm. where my taste buds, I actually started craving salads. So when I would go into the grocery store, I had to learn how to shop for greens and vegetables and produce. I didn't, you know, I was just kind of getting that from going in and shopping for the carrots and the, um, the apples and stuff. I started to get in this good routine and I started wanting like craving the greens. I hadn't been putting them in because of the, you know, the, the flavor was so bitter. But your taste buds were changing. So I can, they I'm changed. like picturing you like in the supermarket getting your carrots, but then like you're kind of peering over, yes. you're, you're giving eyes to the kale. Just kind of like looking over <laughs> going, okay, I think it's time. And, and it really, that's kind of how it all unfolded. And were you like was, watching other people and what they put in their, like you're learning, right? Nobody, it was, it you was didn't go to like. relearning how to eat. Yeah. Um, and, and from a place that I didn't know anything about like the greens and the vegetables and the fruit and stuff. I had no idea about any of it. I, I had never even tried guacamole or real salsa. I really, I had never had it because it had bits of, uh, you know, things that I wasn't like, like onions. If mm -hmm. something had onions on it, I was not going to eat it at all. I would send the hamburger back, say, make another one without onions because I can taste it. I was that picky. <laughs> you had some hard lines. You there, said it was, I had like some, that I can too. totally relate to that. I had super hard lines, like food couldn't touch. And it had to be specifically, <laughs> the way it was cooked had to, had to be proper. And yeah, I was super, I'm so super glad I'm picky. I'm alone here. No, you're not. <laughs> no. But it's amazing. It's, it's amazing where we are now. Like yes. I, it, my parents are probably like, like shaking their heads like, oh my God, I can't believe now he's eating vegetables. He, like, look at him now. He's thriving <laughs> right. on this, on these plants and these mm -hmm. vegetables and fruit. And, you know, and that's, that's it. I got a really, I got a powerful glimpse in on how powerful foods are at that point in my life because I was still eating the eggs. I was still eating the fish and things like that. But when I, but through that daily 32 ounce juice, everything changed. And 
that was it. So I, I knew right there, I said, this is powerful. And if I could come from 30 years of not eating vegetables and disliking them to actually wanting to explore and like, I was excited for it. It's like, this is amazing. I couldn't believe it. And so I, I said to myself, I'm going to be teaching this at some point in my life because this has totally changed everything for me. And here when I am. It gives you major street cred. Like you're, le you're legit, you know? Because you didn't have vegetables for 30 years, which is very insane to very me. De depleted on that. Um, so when you say that you were 200, 240 pounds, like when you're yeah. when you're at the doctor's that day, were you gym guy or were you? Yeah, because you're kind of tall. Like, so let's give our audience. You're yeah. six four, six three, six three. Okay, uh, six three. And to answer your question more specifically, back then I was I always enjoyed exercise, so I did go to the gym. I was about a 36 inch waist. Roughly, now I'm about 29 or 30, so big difference. But back then I was more interested in like the bodybuilding, you know, like the big muscle kind of guys that right. run around. That was my mentality back then. Right. Now it's totally different. But back then I was like, I was, I had a lot of body fat. I had a 36 inch waist, I had a lot of body fat. And I don't even look like the same person. You know, if I, I can show you guys a picture that you'd be like, whoa, that's my, I lost so much weight. And in the beginning, when all this started, I, I actually lost 75 pounds. So, and that took about a year, about nine, between nine months and a year. And I lost total 75. And it just came, it just came off because just of what you off. were doing. You were just cleaning, you were cleaning the inside of your body yeah. is what you were doing. So when you packed up and left from Atlanta, where, cause this is all sounding really good. Like you had the wake up call. I mean, was it as smooth of a ride as, as it seems like it was, or were there times where you're like, I want to go back and what party and yeah, have my yeah, late yeah. night tombstone, a little yeah. bit of drug, a little bit of alcohol. Totally. It was not all butterflies and rainbows. It was, there's no. definitely, there were definitely points where I had, you know, the, the, the glimpses and thoughts of like, oh, what would, it, what would it be like to go out downtown in Denver? I don't know where I'm at, but what would it be like? Or what would it be like to go back and see my friends again? And I had, I had a lot of that back and forth type of uh, thoughts and thinking going on. As I, what I noticed and what I can share is that as I started to clean up my body, my consciousness and my thoughts and things started to get more clear and I started to have a, a different experience. I didn't feel like the same person. I was in a relationship at the time and after um, the first 12 months of being there and this whole transformation was taking place and I lost all this weight, our relationship ended because she wasn't with the same person, you know, who she had initially been involved with. So. We, we went our own separate ways and that was hard for me too because I was, I was feeling lonely. I was kind of scared. Um, I didn't quite know. Uh, I knew I was feeling good and things were changing and um, it felt good. So I kept going yeah. and I learned a lot from all of that. Um, well, I think that's a huge testament to the vibration of food that we're putting in our bodies how powerful that is, that physical nutrition. We always talk about the physical nutrition and the mental nutrition, yeah. but just cleaning up the vibration of your body. Because if you're talking hot pockets and mm. think that is a very <laughs> low vibe. And, yeah. and as you're putting in now all this living food, this amazing living food into your body, it's not putrefying, dying flesh. It's not coagulated mucus. It's none of these things anymore. Right that your vibration is now like it's, it's breaking through and it's getting higher. And when that happens, people will fall away. It will happen. Mm. And it just kind of happens naturally because it's, 
you know, like attracts like, right? So if we live in fear, we're going to attract fear. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, as the vibration gets higher, um, we're going to attract more of that around us, you know? And like, there was time when my vibe was going a little bit high and BJ was having a tough time and his was going a little bit low. And I was like, all right, I just trust whatever is going to happen is going to happen. And it's all going to resolve to good because it always does. Mm -hmm. Whether that means he keeps going low and I keep going higher and then we, we move apart, but then he moved up higher and thank God you excel very quickly in your spiritual growth. So yeah, but that's what happens. Like, it's just, it's such a testament to the vibration of the food that we're putting in our bodies. And every time I drink like a green smoothie or like a, um, I'll go down to choice and get like their beet chia juice. I'm like, this is inside me now. Yeah. Like I am like, bright how, green yeah. on the inside. That's exactly How amazing it. is that? It's amazing when you put that kind of, that kind of uh, high vibrational, high water content food, fruits, vegetables in the body, it's, it, it, it hits the cells and just, you know, it, it, it has a ripple effect through the body and it feels really good. Yeah, and juicing is um, a great way to just mainline it right into your system. I think that was probably a really good move that you did to, yeah, to receive that kind of change. Natural. You know, instead mm-hmm. of a multivitamin, right. it's like you're getting all of that. Yeah. And as I started to go into it deeper with like more greens and different types of... Uh, varieties and all, I started getting even more balanced because then I was getting more of the minerals, more of the amino acids and the things that carrots and apples and uh, ginger just don't have. So getting those, those leafy greens in was, was really, um, just helped to push me over the, over the finish line. And then was the other stuff falling away was as you started the juice, cause you just added one juice a day. So I think that's important for our listeners to hear. It's just like, you just add one thing. We talk about simplifying it, just add yeah. one thing. So as you did this, other stuff was falling Slowly away. falling away. Absolutely. And what I didn't mention yet is that I actually took it a step further. I went into, um, I found these videos on YouTube from uh, Dr. Robert, M-O-R-S-E, Robert Morse. He's a naturopathic doctor in Florida. Well, he has these videos. He's got thousands of videos. So if you have any kind of things going on in your body, you can go to his channel, type in something, whatever it is, and it will give you a, you'll have a video for it. You he almost sounds like it. a Michael Greger, you know, Dr. Michael yeah, Greger, yeah. nutrition facts. Very, very probably similar as far as like what their message, you know, how their approach is. Yeah. They have something for everything and they can help you guide, guide you through He's more of a detoxification expert. Um, he's a naturopathic doctor, but a, a master in neurology and really specifically uh, focuses in on detoxification. So I watched a few of his videos and it it started making sense. And by that time I was already doing the juicing and was eating more, almost probably 90% raw at that time, salads and smoothies and and greens and um, green drinks. So the next step was finding this doctor and talking about healing your body uh, through botanical herbs and fruits and vegetables. So that was my next step. And that's what took me kind of over the finish line, so to speak, where I actually uh, lost the extra weight and started to actually heal the root causes that were, that were my, like the adrenal glands, the um, getting in there and working on the digestive tract, the GI tract, and, and also working on um, my heart and some of the other like lymphatic system. So I, that was the next step. And then I went on to get certified in that because it, it, it changed my life so much and I understood it. And I could talk about it and help other people. So I decided to get certified in it. And, and where did you go to do that? With Robert Morris in Florida. He actually has um, uh, um, classes that he offers, level one and level two, iridology. Uh, he teaches detoxification. It's really great information. 
And um, so I did that. I, I spent some time uh, learning about botanical herbs, the body, how to heal naturally through, um, through eating raw living foods, foods in their natural state, and taking botanical herbs uh, to heal. Because the herbs are really amazing because they're tissue-specific. So, for example, like, like uh, skullcap or go-to-cola, really good for the nervous system and the brain. But something like dandelion greens are actually good for the kidneys and the liver and good, a good builder for the body. So that doesn't really have, doesn't work well with the brain. So all these different herbs that we have available to us do all these amazing things for our body. And they all have a different place. You know, they all have a different mm. thing that they do. It's a so. symphony. It's, it, it's this, yeah. the most beautiful symphony in the world. And, and I, you know, I'm a big fan of like just eating, eating the spectrum, you know, and not throwing away those beet greens, you yeah. know, do something with them, juice them or saute them or whatever it is. But because everything has a purpose. Totally. Mother Nature didn't create like throw away vegetables. Everything has a purpose. And you know what's interesting too is the beet greens, they actually have more nutrition than the beet itself. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, and carrots, the same thing. So like some of those, uh, some of those are key things to add in into a smoothie or like you say, saute. There's so many things you, you can do with those. Um, and I want to get into the, um, the botanical herbs, but... I think a really good question for so many people is like, how'd you get rid of the fish and the eggs? Yeah, yes. Right? Because those are the, always the last for me, two to go. You know, it's That's a uh, lot of eggs. Because those are quote unquote healthy. I know. I know. And they're kind of like that, well, it's not animal. It's not, it's, it comes from an animal. And there's, so there's that gray area in there too. Mm -hmm. But to, to answer your question, I, what I had to do is I had to lose all of that weight, get super skinny where people or my family and friends were saying, are you sick? Are you okay? We're worried about you. Um, and I said, no, you know, I'm detoxifying. I know what I'm doing here. I, 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 the body is like a sponge. It absorbs all these toxins and mucus and things like that. We kind of, so when you're dropping weight, it's like wringing out that sponge. You're getting rid of all and the toxins. And you were wearing layers, layers of toxins. Of so when I, when I lost this weight, I looked like a different person, really. Uh, but what I learned is that, okay, I, had, I was a pretty big guy before. Now I'm down 170 pounds. Let's see what the body can do on fruits and vegetables. Let's see what's possible. That's when the, the experiment began. I said, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm getting rid of all of the supplements that I took, all the whey protein powders. Let's get rid of the eggs. Let's get rid of all of that. I even, I even tried supplementing with human growth hormone and testosterone when I was in my 20s. So that was a catalyst to probably some of the health challenges, you know, as I was, I thought that might be a way to go. So I dabbled in that area for a little while and that didn't turn out very well for me. <laughs> I gained a bunch of weight and I was, I had a lot of body fat. I was a big guy, but I wasn't healthy. I was very unhealthy. So now I lost all this weight. I was super skinny. Let's start all over and let's see what the body's capable of doing uh, naturally. And that's where the whole journey began. So to answer your question on, um, uh, on the eggs, when I started to rebuild my body, let's say that, at 170 pounds, I got up to 180 pounds pretty quickly from eating fruits and vegetables. I gained 10 pounds and I saw like, okay, I'm, I'm starting to build and put weight back on. I'm not eating protein. I'm not eating eggs, but I'm building, I'm putting weight on. So I was like onto something. I was excited. And I just kept going, but I had to learn how to get calories in because, you know, as we know, salad doesn't have a lot of calories. Well, what does? We know fats, avocados, nuts and seeds, 
um, quinoa, rice, things like that. But I wasn't doing rice. I wasn't doing quinoa. So I had to figure out, okay, what fruits and vegetables in their raw natural state are going to give me calories? So I knew that the, I knew the avocados would. And then I went to bananas and dates and um, figs and things like that that were, had a lot of calories in them. And that was the game changer. I started eating 20 bananas a day, sometimes 30. I, I would put about 15 to 20 in a smoothie and blend it up. And I would put the superfoods in there. And BJ's totally going to make a 15 banana smoothie tomorrow. <laughs> I love bananas. I have Do this really? new like, fascination with them. <laughs> just, we, we're got, always like having to get bananas. It's like we go through a bunch a day, so we don't go through 20. But I just but know I do you're, get, you're I know, gonna I do be get like... on those things. I, I pick up on things like that. <laughs> yeah. Sid Garza, another guest we had on, he was like doing his videos and he, he was blending, I don't know. Just smashing six everything or seven in there. And he'd be driving to work and he'd be eating, you know, drinking a big glass jar of them. Yeah. Because eating bananas gets old after a while. Absolutely. But when you start to like concoct them and then throw like cacao nibs or yes. something like on top. Like, <laughs> and some maca powder. That was an air some, fist like, pump. Some really yes. good building like superfoods. You put that in there and now it's next level. Some cinnamon, mm -hmm. some, uh, you could put whatever you want, dates in there. And uh, what happened for me is I, I started, my weight started to go to 185 and I was super lean and I felt really good. I was, I was biking maybe 20, 30 miles a day and I was in great shape and I felt good. So I knew, I was like, okay, well, I haven't been taking protein powders. I haven't been eating eggs or any animal protein in well over two years at this point. And I knew that the body's capable of doing some remarkable things if you just give it what it needs and get out of the way. And I trusted the process. That was something that because I had, I had lost all the weight and I got super skinny, I, I knew that anything that I gained from that point was going to be from my dietary, like what I was eating and consuming. I wasn't going to do the, the, the supplement route. So it was pretty obvious to me after getting 10 pounds of weight gain, I knew I'd eventually plateau out, which I have, but I'm happy where I'm at now. I'm, I'm, I'm in an, I'm healthy. I'm in, I don't take the supplements that I used to take with the the protein powders and the multivitamins and pre-workout and post-work, I don't do all that. I just don't think you need them. You, I mean, I really, I, I mean, I, I think you would, you agree. I just don't feel like, I just don't rely on this. If I, there's, there's miracles foods. in the food that we can eat, that yes. we have available to eat. And, and if you're in an area that doesn't have a farmer's market down the street, like, like I do, get frozen like right. it, it's get the flash frozen because that's going to freeze in those nutrients better than you know getting kale in november in maine and something i'll also mention too that was really important is that i actually did a lot of work on my stomach and bowel and gi tract in the beginning so i helped to increase my absorption ability i was oh, malabsorbed i could eat four thousand calories in a day and still not feel nourished and satisfied and satiated and now i can eat a, a huge salad and I'm like, I'm good. I don't. So how'd you do that? Um, I actually detoxified. I use specific herbs, which, you know, this is what I teach now is I, I help people, uh, get on protocols of, you know, specific herbs to take to, depending on what they're going through, what their challenges may be. And, and it's a process, a building process, but just like I went through, um, now I help people to put these protocols together. So let's just say somebody has a similar uh, issue like I had, um, where you could eat, you know, a lot of calories. I mean, I could eat a, I could sit down and eat a large pizza and at the end of eating the large pizza, I'd be full, but I wasn't satisfied. I still wanted more because my body wasn't getting the nutrition. And now it's like, I can eat a big bowl of salad and maybe not even finish it and feel good, like satisfied, you know, one or two avocados in there and I'm good. 
So the, the, the part of what I did though, is I took some botanical herbs for stomach and bowel GI tract, and I supported the rest of the body with uh, other various herbs and things to uh, just help the whole body holistically um, heal and, and get stronger. So I could absorb, because really it's not about how many calories that we eat that's important. What's the most important is like how much that we eat that we actually absorb, you know? So like, you know, if you, if you are malabsorbed and you can eat 4,000 calories and you don't feel super satisfied after, then there, there may be some malabsorption going on and you can fix that. That's the good news. And I'm pretty sure you wasted a lot of money on supplements. Sure. Tons. You weren't absorbing Two, 300 anything. A month. Oh, you were a supplement easy. guy. Yeah, I was big into it. I knew everybody at Vitacost and like the, uh, you know, like your Vitacost GNC. Card. I was yeah, ready yeah. every month. I didn't go to GNC anymore. I didn't need that. I had Vitacost and some other. I can't bodybuilding.com. Oh, they loved you. They oh, loved yeah. you. Yeah, it was a, it was a big shift in uh, the way I did things. But I can tell you now, just I mean, now I make my own herbs. I, I formulate, encapsulate, um, you know, different herbs for building herbs for the liver, herbs to support the brain and nervous system. I'm getting into that's kind of the new thing for me now. Um, but I also use uh, Dr. Robert Morris's herbs because they, they're, that's what I used in the beginning and they're really good. Um, so it's always fun to use his stuff too. But there's definitely ways to heal yourself you know, from things like that. Were you, so through this whole process from Atlanta to Denver and getting down to the 170 or one, 170 was yeah, where you got down to, are you lifting and is, is this still a part of your lifestyle? Like this is, I got into, I kind of let the lifting go. When I moved from Atlanta to a new city, I didn't, I was not a member of a gym. You know, I did, I didn't, I was in a new place. I just, I didn't really get out much. I was kind of more of an inward journey rather than working out. What I did start doing is I bought a bike and I started riding. I, I got out because Denver has some amazing bike concrete trail. bike yeah. trails. Mm -hmm. And I just would ride from where I lived and I would just go as like, I, when I first started, my dad's, he was a cyclist. He said, I said, how do you suggest, give me some tips here. What can I do right now to get started? He goes, just set your timer for an hour and go ride as far as you can for 30 minutes and then come back. So I did that. And I found that I started building and I wanted to push it a little bit more, a little bit more. Next thing you know, I'm riding, you know, 20 miles in an hour, no problem. And it was, so I was excited. Uh, but that was, that was about the most. Now I do pull-ups and push-ups and calisthenic stuff, but it was mainly about the riding. Um, and that just really made me feel good. It was like being a child again. When like you're exploring. outside, you're getting vitamin D or, yeah. you know, you're in nature and yes. you're filling your body with good stuff. Like this is all just a good shift. It was great. It was, I wish I had some videos. I wish I would have been in that mode back then. I didn't know anything about, I was terrified to make videos and do anything publicly back then. <laughs> Cause you were still getting rid of that low vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I was definitely That's coming all low vibe from, stuff. from that, from yeah, that like, those times. So, mm -hmm. uh, but I learned a great deal and that's, that's why I do what I do now is to, to share. Yeah. Cause I know that there's others out there maybe on a similar path or looking for answers and like really wanting to come up. So kind of get more on a fast track and and help them. Well, I think the gut health is huge because yeah. people are waking up to the fact that, you know, they can eat whatever they're eating, like as healthy as they want. But if they're not, if they've got a gut issue, that's just not being healed, that you're really, you're throwing your money down the tubes and you're not absorbing and you're getting, you're getting your malnutrition. Like we are the fattest, most hungry, you know, malnutritioned country there is. And, uh, so I think that that's a big one. So yeah, you want to talk about some of the, some of the herbs and things like that? And, sure. and I, 
I'm, this is coming up for me. Like people might think like, oh, well, these herb, they're herbal supplements. They're still supplements. Yeah, yeah. I, so, can, t- I can explain a little bit on yeah. the differences there on what, what the major differences are. And one thing, um, you know, so like with, with the botanical herbs versus like uh, supplements, I mean, many of the supplements are, are synthetically made or they use a lot of isolated chemistry, you know, like they'll use vitamin A or they'll use vitamin C and it's a lot of isolated chemistry. And what happens is we don't even know the, the you know, what's in a lot of these because it's not really a regulated space. It's unregulated and you can put, you know, there's a lot of gray area with supplements too. And, and there's a lot of fillers that they put into protein powders. Um, to find a really good one is just challenging. They're, they're definitely there. And I'm, I know there's some good companies out there, but uh, the, the, re- the difference with botanicals is that they're, they come from from the plant itself or from the root itself. They're extracted from that. The process to, there's many different ways you can ingest a botanical herb, such as like dandelion greens. Um, you guys have probably seen dandelion greens in the store market where you can get them just in their whole, whole food mm-hmm. form. Uh, that's one way to get them. And you can juice them, put them in salads, put them in smoothies. They're great. They have more protein, by the way, than spinach, which is great. Um, the So that's a natural way to get it. Now you can dry it and then you can uh, you can get it down into a powder by dehydrating it, or you can use it um, into a tea form. Um, you can also dry it and then put it into a uh, in grain alcohol, and you can create a tincture with uh, with the herb. But these herbs are really powerful, and they're kept in their pretty much in their natural state. You know, there's not a lot of uh, fillers. There's no fillers actually going in with these formulas. They're just exactly like if it's burdock root and dandelion greens and. Um, some beetroot or something like that, that's what you're getting. And the perfection of its symphony of the elements working off of one another is intact. Exactly. Whereas when we're looking at pulling out like, okay, I'm going to take a vitamin D supplement. Now I'm just taking vitamin D. Yes. Or vitamin B12 or or whatever, whatever it may be. Like it's, we're isolating and that's not how these things were meant to to work. Right. Not how nature designed it. Not how nature designed it. So when you start playing around with isolated chemistry, what happens is Sometimes, you know, one, you know, you take one vitamin, well, that, that pushes out, uh, like if you take calcium, that's a big common one. Oh, you need more calcium in your diet. Okay. So you load up on calcium and then that pushes out magnesium and that pushes out other things out of balance. So now you're, now you're, uh, deficient in something. Mm-hmm. And, and when you eat fruits and vegetables in their natural state or take botanical herbs, well, that doesn't have the same, it's not the same chemistry there. You see, it's like, it's still in its natural form, hasn't been altered or, you know, you're not adding isolated chemistry in there. So when you take those, those herbs and they know how to interact in the body and the cells, it's not foreign. There's no isolated chemistry or your, um, the body will, will knows how to utilize it. So that's the benefits of, of, uh, supplementation versus or the not benefits of, you know, depending on how you look mm-hmm. at it. But that's a real major difference between supplementation and, and um, using botanical herbs. So it's more of a natural, key, you know, if you need something, let's just say you need some minerals. Okay, well, what could give us minerals? What do we have? What are our options here? Well, we know that things like um, seaweeds, kelp, um, things like Irish moss, and um, there's certain... There's certain uh, vegetables and or, or sea life vegetables that can give us a ton of minerals. Um, shilajit is something that is full of like fulvic acid, and these are natural things, pine pollen, stuff like that. Some really remarkable things that we have access to that we can get that have that will provide our minerals for us. Or if, or if you need, you know, anything else, 
we just look to the fruit and vegetable world and that's how nature kind of designed it for us. So you're, 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 you've healed yourself from Dr. Morris's, you know, botanicals and the detoxification and all of that stuff. And now you're like feeling like this pull, like that you want to create this and you just know in your heart that this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be teaching people and all that. How do you even start? How do I start? This yeah. is a good this question. Space, yeah. a really, I talked to somebody, actually, I have a reset that's coming up that's going to be starting in um, a few weeks. It's a seven-day reset cleanse, and it's based around eating plant-based living foods or foods in their natural state. There's, um, so it's a really good opportunity for somebody to go in to learn how to just and be supported on how to do this over seven days and kind of get, a, like, get their toe wet into it you know, and, and be supported and get education and information. Um, so that's one way that you do it is with a group of people who are wanting the same thing. You know, they, they want to, they want to, they want to get in and, and, and give it a shot. They want to learn some recipes. They, they need a little bit of support, some guidance, maybe some structure and that. The and seven, it's not too overwhelming. It's only seven days. That's it. Yeah. Like and, that. and it's $99. So it's like a, it's a, it's a, it's a fair mm -hmm. investment for somebody. It's seven days, only seven days. And most everybody can do that. And it's, and it's supported in amongst, uh, like in a group type of environment. So that's one way you can do it. The other way is like, almost like I had this conversation with a gentleman earlier who is going to do the reset and he had some questions about it. So I called him and we had a, a quick chat and he said, you know, well, I'm, I'm wondering what happens after the seven days. Like, what am I going to do? I said, that's a great question. Cause that everybody has the same question. Like this is all good for seven days, but then what? Well, you know, one thing that you can do is choose just like kind of narrow your focus in and also be patient with yourself and give yourself freedom and flexibility too. So I always say like seven days you do something, play it full out and you have this experience. Now you know what it feels like to eat totally raw for seven days. You've had this experience. It's great. Well, out of all of that, that you've, that you've experienced, what one thing can you stay committed to for seven more days? So maybe that's a smoothie or maybe it's a big salad for lunch. But whatever it is, I, I always say, just pick one thing and just do that one thing for seven days. And, and then whatever you have for your, for your dinner, just be flexible on that. You know, it's kind of like it gives you that freedom and flexibility to still play in the area, kind of like I did in the beginning, where it was like I still ate the eggs and had the fish and things, but I had the juice every day. One juice every day, three and a half months in, changed my whole world. So that's it. That's, that's the, that's, in my opinion, that's the best way to start. Because then you have flexibility and it's not rigid. You have, you can still do the other things that you might want to do and your body will tell you like, yeah. this feels good. I, I tell people, if you just commit to a smoothie or a juice every day in the morning as your first source of energy put in your body, because that's really what food is anyway, it's just energy, different forms and stuff. So if you just choose that as your first energy source, uh, whether it be a juice or a smoothie and start your day that way. Uh, and then have your flex at the end of the day where you can have whatever you want. Um, and you just stay consistent on that for seven days every day. It'll be life changing. And, and that's a great way to start. Then it's simple. Yeah. It's manageable. And everyone can do one thing. They can do one new thing. Right. They can do that. Exactly. Just one thing and do it every day. And the seven day reset's a way to kind of get the foundation or to get an experience. Yeah. So you kind of know how you feel. And then it's like, okay, now this is over. We got to integrate back into our day to day routine. How's that going to look and how's that going to work? Okay, all I have to do is take one thing. That's manageable. I can do that. And then I can still have the other little things that I want. And what happens is most people make their mind up very quickly. It's like, I don't, I didn't really want that anymore. You know, it's like, well, then there you go. It's 
It's kind of like playing games with your subconscious mind, like giving yourself the freedom and the flexibility. And by doing that, you, you're not like, if you tell somebody you can't have that, they're going to want it. Mm -hmm. They're going to want it. And we're all the same that way. But if you say you can have it and you can have as much of it as you want, but just have it during this time and then focus on the other things so much easier, just the way that you say it and the way it gets delivered to the mind and the subconscious totally different experience. It's huge because what we're talking about is we're talking about reinforced patterns, belief systems, behaviors. What happens is, which is what happened with you, which is what happened with BJ and I, is like those neural pathways start to close off as these new ones open up. And your body wants to be healthy. It doesn't yes. want to be unhealthy. It doesn't want to have heart disease. It, it, it's always organizing towards health. It wants those things. So as soon as we start to create a little bit opening in the brain of these neural pathways, right? Once a set of neurons goes down a certain path, it gets easier every time. So that one thing every day, maybe even at the same time, out of the same glass, like keep it as simple as possible, will have a massive effect on your ability. Like you don't really even have to worry about the change. You don't have to worry about the change. It's all going to take care of itself. Yeah. And then it's just patience, just, mm -hmm. just yeah. enjoying the experience and, um, and finding the, the daily gratitudes in each, you know, in each day, yeah. like the, the little micro needle point steps or commitments that you make uh, every day create this like shift and it starts to happen. And it just, uh, it, it's beautiful how it unfolds. I've watched it time and time again, not just with myself, but, uh, and my journey continues, you know, I'm always looking for ways that I can do things a little differently. I've recently in the last year started intermittent fasting mm -hmm. and it's been remarkable on the results that I've. Yeah. Talk a little bit more about that. Cause that's, yeah. we're, we're, we're listening to it a lot. We're hearing the media on it. So, yeah, and it's, it's a difference between intermittent fasting and that whole fasting, like you're going to fast for seven days or you do that oh, 10 yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. Like, more of like the, um, uh, they call that a block fasting or, or like the longer term yeah, fasts. Yeah. But intermittent. So what's intermittent to you? What's Inter intermittent is, um, is just where you skip breakfast. It's basically, you don't have to, it's not a diet. It's just a way of doing structuring your day. So it's, um, I used to wake up every day and I'd have like kind of the same structure I'd pick throughout the day. I'd have fruit, a lot of fresh fruit in the morning. And I still, you know, enjoy that. And, uh, things like uh, watermelon or grapes and apples and bananas and all that stuff. Intermittent fasting is kind of the way that it structures. You can you just structure it based on how your day is. So my approach is that I eat my first meal will be generally around one or two in the afternoon, and that first meal is always fruit. It's always like a smoothie or fresh fruit of some sort. So that's that's that hasn't changed. I just stretch that out now later in the day. I only eat twice a day, but there's different ways you can structure your fasting windows of eating. You can eat anywhere from one to three meals, really, um, throughout the day. I actually choose to go two meals. I eat one at around one or two, and then I eat again at four or five, just depending on how I'm feeling that day. Um, and then I fast for 18 to 20 hours, you know, after that. And a good portion of the time that I fast is sleeping, you know, eight hours at rest. And that's when the body's actually repairing and growing, and that's when the magic happens. The other time when I'm exercising or training, that's just, I'm tearing the body down. And then, and then I have the little window to eat to put the nutrition in. And then during sleep, I'm rebuilding. So the nice thing about intermittent fasting is it helps to downregulate inflammation. But what I really like about it is it increases hormone sensitivity and also 
uh, insulin sensitivity. So when I have those first cup, those first two meals, my body is super, um, Absorb- ab- it's, a- it's absorbing yeah. everything even more than it was before, because now I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm pushing my body into this fasted window. And when you're in that state, your clarity, you're kind of in that sympathetic nervous system where it's like fight or flight. You're very, your nervous system is very turned on. Your cognitive function is very clear because you're in that, where's food? Where's food? I'm hungry. But I'm not really hungry uh, because the way the body works at least is it always will feast on body fat before it eats your muscle. Just the way the body, it's very smart like that. So it'll always eat, tap into the body fat storage before it goes to muscle. And I still have, you know, I have a little bit of body fat, so I have enough to be okay during the 18 to 20 hour fast. I'm not losing anything. If anything, I'm losing muscle, not muscle, but body fat, which is, I'm okay with that. So that's kind of how the the intermittent fasting has, how it works. I was going to say, you don't do that every day. I do. Or do it every day. I do. Okay. I do it every day. Because there's some people that will do it for, you know, one or once or twice a week. And then go into their normal routine. So there's there's yeah, there's fluctuations. Yeah, there's a lot of ways. I, but you're doing it every day. I do it every day just because I feel now I'm into a routine with it, and it feels good for me. It feels very natural. You know, it's uh, to eat all day long. It, it doesn't feel normal for me anymore. Where I used to, and I eat good foods, uh, but now I feel more in alignment with. Some days I'll I'll break the fast a little early. You know, sometimes eleven or twelve, and and I may have a few. Uh, extra meals in the middle in the window, but I still start the fast again at like eight or nine sometimes. So I'm, it's not a perfect, you know, I don't do it exactly the same way every day, but generally speaking about 98% of the time I'm doing 18 to 20 hour fast every day. And then if I feel called one day just to break it early, I, I'll do that. I just listen to my body really intuitive with it. I don't, I'm not afraid to break it, you know, break the, the mold a little bit and and do something a little different. Yeah, I think it's really important to not have those hard lines yeah. and to to develop that intuition and listen to your body because it's talking to you. And if it feels good in what you're doing, then keep going. So my question is, what does that second meal look like? So the first meal is going to be, well, what does the smoothie look like? Yeah, that's a good question. That so thing's probably packed. I have these, uh, I know the viewers can't see, but I have a 32-ounce mason jar here. I always use mason jars because... What do you got in there? It looks like gutter water. I know, swamp water. It's <laughs> it's actually a little concoction I use on the reset. It's uh, it's it's one lemon mixed with uh, apple cider vinegar and some stevia and a little bit of um, uh, a little bit of cinnamon in there and also cayenne pepper. Ooh. So it's a really cool mix. Cayenne and, pepper. And the cayenne I'm a big pepper, fan of cayenne. It's so, there's so many benefits to cayenne, the circulatory system and blood flow and all that. Exactly. And the cinnamon helps to keep blood sugar kind of st- stabilized. And then you get all the benefits of uh, cleaning out mucus with the lemon and the apple cider vinegar. It's you amazing. got a whole lemon in there. A whole lemon. Nice. And I mean, this thing's pretty sour, but I've learned to... Uh, I've actually, my taste buds have totally changed. So I actually enjoy this drink now. I, to drink regular plain water, it's not, I don't like it. I like this now. So. How much apple cider vinegar do you put in it? Um, in 32 ounces, about two tablespoons. Okay. So it's it's definitely something that, you know, you can start out with maybe a teaspoon and work your way up when you're, as you're, you clean out a little bit more and your palate changes, um, you can play around with the mixture. But what I do in this, for the smoothie, um, I actually use about eight, nine bananas. I also will add maybe one or two ribs of celery, a half of a cucumber, ginger, and a little bit of um, cinnamon, cayenne pepper, 
And then sometimes I'll use a few dates in there. And I like to use a handful of like dandelion greens or some spinach or kale, something like that. And let's see, what else would I put in there? Uh, occasionally I'll switch it up and add some berries. But that's usually, you know, eight, nine bananas is the bulk. That's the calorie source because every banana is about 80 to 100 calories. Mm -hmm. So you got nine bananas, that's 900 calories. So that's a lot. And most people, you know, for somebody who's maybe not 190 pounds uh, or active, it probably wouldn't be the best recipe. You know, I would say for a lot of guys on the reset. Please no. <laughs> yes. That's, I want to make that, I want to say that because uh, I made a few videos early on when I, I was so excited about the, you know, my smoothies. And I was jamming those bananas. Yeah, people were like, I'm getting um, fat. Yeah. So I want to say that well, on the, like on the reset, I always make a, a point to say, okay, this is the way I do it because I've been doing this for a while now and, and this is what works for me. However, I'd start with one or two bananas. That's a safe way to go. And that's 200 calories you know, if you use two bananas. And then you can add a couple of berries in there. That's another, you know, 80 to 100 calories. And then, you know, if you add a, a, a rib of celery or half a cucumber, you're getting in some good nutrition. You know, two, three, 400 calories. That's quite a bit. Uh, something I've also started putting in is uh, soaked and sprouted buckwheat. Have you guys mm. ever used buckwheat before? We have. have we, we, we cook it. We cook okay. it for our, our, for dog. our dog. Have you ever sprouted it? No. Oh, this is good. So when you take buckwheat and you soak it overnight, that washes the, uh, the acidic residue off. And then you can strain it. And once it's strained, you just let it sit in like a, a strainer over, overnight. And you rinse it twice, uh, once in the morning, once in the evening. And you let it set overnight and generally maybe even into the next day uh, where you give it a, a rinse again the next morning. And it'll start to grow these little tails on them. And when, when that happens, it actually goes from a dormant state into a, an activated state. So now all the nutrition, the enzymes, the, all the good stuff that's in there is now activated and ready for consumption. Isn't that and, amazing how that, like it goes dormant to coming back alive? Yeah, again. same is true for nuts and seeds, you know, like cashews and... Um, uh, chickpeas, things like that, that people use a lot. If you take time and soak them and sprout them, you'll activate the nutrition. And when you consume them, then you'll get more, you'll get all the nutrition. Um, if you eat it in its dormant state and you don't soak it and sprout it, then you, you'll still be able to eat it, of course, but it's not going to be the same experience. You won't get all that nutrition. It'll just be like kind of just going through the system. It's sprouting so easy. It is easy. So it easy. just takes just like with anything, you know, it's like the first time going in the gym, you go in, you look around like, oh my God, this is terrifying. It's, it's a scary experience. You soak and sprout things. It's the same thing. You look at it. It's like, you don't know what you're doing. And it's, you're, you're like, is this even going to work? And very doubtful. And then after you do it a couple of times and you've seen that, you know how it works, it's so easy. And then you just becomes like built into the routine. So... I like that. Yeah, it's uh, oh that. Yeah, we're gonna be sprouting and having like sprouting. nine banana we're shakes. Have, <laughs> we're gonna have the jar, the dirty jar water. We're having the dirty um, jar water. Yes. <laughs> and you know we are too. Yeah, I know. We're gonna I be know. on Amazon soon, looking at jars. I'll be and, checking in with you guys. And oh say, yeah, hey, we're gonna, gonna be like, we're gonna buy out. that box of bananas at Smart and Final. Look at how offer. dirty my water is. Go to Jimbo's. They'll give you a. They'll give you a deal if you buy a box. They'll give you like I think ten or fifteen cents off. So if you you know. If you buy them in a big box in bulk, then you can let them, what I would always do is just let them set and ripen, you know, yeah. so they actually get the brown spots on them. That's the best, the, that's when they're ready to be consumed. That's when they're in there. They're just their ready to state. unleash. Because they're in their simple sugar state then. They go from being like more of a, um, when they're green and, and yellow, like bright yellow, they're more acidic 
And they're also <laughs> more, they're harder to digest. They're harder for the body to break down. So because they're still in like the starch state, but when they go to the little brown spots on them, then they go into their simple sugar state. And that's when the nervous system, like it knows exactly how to mm. process that. And it does it with okay. ease. So that can also help people who may eat bananas and feel bloated. You know, after that, sometimes they're eating those green or those ripe, those really bright yellow bananas, and they don't necessarily have the best experience there. Try sh uh, shifting that and switching that, going to the bananas with brown spots and see if that doesn't. Yeah, I would imagine that just breaks down. It's just more bioavailable for the body. Exactly. It's a little bit softer, easier to absorb. Yeah. You may have to buy a box of bananas. I've been wanting to do Today. That. <laughs> We've, uh, Damn it. We'll, we'll get a picture of you guys with the, uh, totally. walking out with a big box. You're gonna, like, you know you're going to get questions on Well, we just too. get so fired up about getting even healthier. Because I know there's no limit. I know there's no limit because I've seen us like continue to get healthier and healthier. And I think we, you know, we get into, we, as so many people do, we get into modes of different things that we're doing and yeah. we're both, we're busy athletes. We're building an empire. And, um, so let's get into like a good smoothie mode. The next step that is breatharianism. Good. No eating. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Who's that guy? Ray Cronize? Do you know Ray Cronize? I don't know the name. I would, I would look him up. He's been doing all this crazy stuff. He was a um, NASA scientist and he helped, um, you know, Penn and Teller? Remember Penn and Teller, the comedian uh, guys? That might be dating. Did he do that? Yeah, he helped Penn um, lose like all this weight. Anyway, he's so into fasting uh -huh. and understanding the, the, the body. And so he'll fast for like 20 days. He'll wow. do like a 20 day fast do water and I think he takes like one maybe supplement, small supplement, but he says it's worked for him. But he's a NASA scientist, so he's coming from that scientific- it's very much an intellect. Yeah. Intellect. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would, that would be somebody great to team up with because I'm very much into the, like seeing what's possible with the body. And, and, and actually, you know, as an athlete, um, getting to see the physical changes and the things that happen with the mind and all of that, you know, as my own experiment, right? And then, and now, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know that I, I enjoy actually doing small fasting windows, like three to four days, but I don't do it like every single month. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it, it, I'll do it a couple of times a year, but 20 days is, wow, that's, that'd be, that'd be a real journey to see what happens with the body then. Um, and, and, and I think as intermittent fasting can be a great tool to clean up, you know, to downregulate uh, inflammation and to just, um, help with healing and, you know, getting healthy too. You're talking about 20 day fast and everything. And in, in, in my mind, I'm thinking like, oh, that's amazing. Like we're, we're making our body work in a really good way, right? I know it's always organizing towards health, but not everybody's going to have that perspective. And they're going to, there, there may be some people that are really fearful. Like if I don't have breakfast, then I'm not going to be able to do my run and I'm surely going to fall and break a bone. So what do you have to say about the fear factor that has to go, that goes into like mm. playing with your body a little bit and discovering it's its ability to heal and to organize and be healthy and, and yeah. work a little a good bit. good question. I, I think being curious, you know, just uh, maybe taking on as, uh, okay, today I'll try skip just stretching breakfast out a little bit later. You know, that's what mm -hmm. I'll, I'll try doing. I work with a group of guys when I'm not coaching and doing this. I'll, I, I like to fill in with some friends of mine with in construction. So sometimes we're, I work around a lot of other guys who don't eat plant-based at all. These guys are, you know, typical, some construction workers who eat, you know, just gas station, uh, sandwiches and things like that. And who some of them like to cook meat on the grill. Well, I've been working with these guys now for a while. And one of them, 
um, got a diagnosis from the doctor and said, you know, you're, um, uh, you're in the borderline of like pre-diabetes, being a pre-diabetic stage. And he also had high blood pressure. And so I noticed that he started um, bringing salads and started kind of like going in this direction. Some of the things I would share and talk about, and he used to kind of make little jokes about things. And here he is now bringing salad and fruit in the morning. And so I started to share with him a couple of things. And I talked about intermittent fasting. Well, he started doing it. And he, he's, he's like, okay, so I can't eat until 10. I said, well, you can eat whenever you want. You know, this is just, it's not a diet. So you can, if you want to eat early, you can. I gave him the freedom to do it. But he said, no, I'm going to, I'm going to say 10 o'clock. So he stretches it out till 10 o'clock. And after a couple of days of doing this, he's like, I actually feel really good. I had plenty of energy. So, but he, but in his mind, he's thinking like, I'm starving. I'm, you know, he had that, but I'm there talking to him and let, everything's fine. You're okay. You're not going to die. Um, but I just helped to, to keep him, I gave him the freedom and flexibility to, to have food if you want it. It's there. But uh, challenge yourself. Take a day and just say, today I'm going to wait an extra two hours to eat my meal instead of having it first thing. And there's nothing to fear there. There's nothing, nothing there really isn't. And if that shows up, like, so bringing it back to mindfulness, like really checking in with yourself. Yes. And I do this a lot too. If I, if I forget to grab a snack and I'm going to go teach a class and I've done a big workout, I'm like, immediately my mind will be like, oh my God, I'm going to feel so weak. And I'm not going to, and I, whoa, girl, just stop. Like, I'm fine. Like yeah. right now I'm totally fine. Like just take a, uh, I've got everything I need. What's, what's really cool is that the body, a lot of times when we get hungry, we're actually dehydrated. So if you take, if you drink, uh, a 10 ounces of water with lemon, if you can get it and maybe some apple cider vinegar, a lot of times those hunger cravings go away. And then it's just knowing this is a really key thing. It's just knowing that your body will not eat muscle first. It'll always eat body fat. Who wouldn't want to lose a little bit of body fat? You know, most people are, are like, yeah, I, I could lose 10 pounds of body fat. Cool. So just know that your body's going to utilize that as its fuel source. If you haven't had, if you missed a meal or you forgot something, you might feel a little hungry, drink some water. If that doesn't take it away, just know your body's in there burning up the body fat right now. You're okay. You're going to make it. We can go days. We can go for, we, I mean, there was one guy that fasted for 12 months. He was 450 pounds. I heard that, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, uh, you can Google him. And he actually got healthier. The longer he fasted, the healthier, healthier he got. So, I mean, you know, we are all in different scenarios mm -hmm. and situations, different bodies and different weights and stuff like that. But I think most of us today, we have enough body fat on our body that we can stand, we, can, we could fast for 20 or 30 days and, and get healthy, healthier. Um, of course, supervised and stuff like that would be good if you're going to go that long. But for, if we're talking for like a few hours, you miss a meal or you forget something and you're in the airport and you don't want to eat the nasty food and you just decide to just not eat and you're hungry, you'll be okay. You, you, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Like I've been, I teach a 6 a.m. class and well, we usually do our first workouts are fasted and we've been doing this for years, but I think we could extend it even a little bit longer. But like I teach a 6 a.m. class and sometimes I wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm hungry. And yeah. I'm like, I'm not hungry. So I usually make a cup of green tea and I drink the tea and I teach the class and and I come home and, you know, now it's been, I've been up now, if I'm t teaching at six and I'm up at four so I can meditate. So now I've been up for, you know, three or four hours and I haven't eaten yet and I'm fine. Yeah. So you're already doing the fasting already because you're in that state. And then if you stretch it out a few more hours, you know, like six, seven, eight, eight of those hours are sleeping. And then you wake up three, four hours, you know, um, that's, that extends you out to like 
you know, that could be like almost eight or 10, that could be like 10 or 11 hours. Mm -hmm. And then if you just, before you go to bed, if you start like after your last meal, say it's like six o'clock and you start fasting, then you could easily do 16 hours and not even miss a beat and probably feel even better. Uh, or at least challenge yourself maybe once a week or something. So yeah, that's cool. I like that. That's it's on. You're it's already on. you're already doing it it's to a so certain on. yeah to a certain degree. But I think we've been doing that for a long time, and so now let's just stretch it. I think we could stretch it very comfortably, I, um, and uh, and see how that feels. Yeah, because I feel pretty good. But again, like I want to keep feeling better and better and better because I know all of that is is possible. Yeah, and what's really cool too is they've done some studies on intermittent fasting, and they say that. Uh, that when your body reaches about 18 to 22 hours, somewhere in that zone, you really start tapping into more of your body's natural growth hormone. Um, in, in men, it, you get a surge of growth hormone up to almost 2000%. And in females, you get about 1300% increase in growth hormone when you're reaching around 20 hours to 23 hours, 20, you know, right in that window. So the more, the longer you get benefits after 13 hours, but the, for every two hours you go, you get more and more. And, and how does that growth hormone benefit? Oh, uh, it's anti-aging, um, uh, inflammatory, anti-inflammatory, anti-aging. It uh, helps to downregulate your inflammation. And the other thing too is that it's. They've also shown in the studies that we're able to access up to 180 percent more testosterone. And so, for both men and women, you know, we need a little bit of testosterone. There are free. Free testosterone, you know. Yeah, free. Uh, yeah. Like free. We're, we're not we're not using the uh, synthetic right. testosterone. You don't have this to meet the guy natural. down the street right. behind the building. Right. To we're, get now it's we're free. tapping into our body's own natural ability to access more of it. So we're increasing our human potential. Really, is that is what we're doing, and that's why you know I can fast 20, 18, 20 hours, and I I still have muscle. I'm not yeah. like, and I'm not doing. Anything and I love that you're hanging around with like construction guys. Yeah, I know they're watching. Like they they're are, all they watching. Are. And, and, and what's fun is that I'm able to do my work very silently. They don't even know that I'm I'm giving them little seeds and t you know tips and things here and there. And then they go do it uh, whenever they feel like they're ready to do it. But I've planted the seeds, and now they get to go and and and, and have mm -hmm. the little experiences. And I see what's happening. I get to watch it unfold. So beautiful. And and I remain quiet. I don't say. I don't get involved with it. I just like, oh, okay, how's that working for you? You know, I don't really get too excited about it because I don't want to, because as men, I know a lot of us, if we start, you know, kind of pushing or forcing, they'll just stop. Right. That's how we're conditioned. Uh, so I don't, I don't get too, I just let them have their experience. You just, just celebrate silently. Yeah, I'm on the sidelines going, yes, all right, it's great. <laughs> and hopefully um, it won't take everyone a diagnosis like that that scares them, but for right, a right. lot of people it does. And the beautiful thing is that, um, there's people like you out there who have lived it and you're on the other side and now you've found that this whole thing is your purpose in yes. your life. And that's that the beautiful is so part about the whole amazing. message. One thing I'll say real quick is uh, about, I didn't mention, what do I have for dinner? Oh um, yeah, what's and, the second and, meal? And, and dinner, the second meal is generally always a, a huge bowl of salad. I mean, a big bowl of salad. And I'll put things like olives and tomatoes and cucumbers and um, generally maybe some hummus or even guacamole sometimes is my dressing, you know, I'll just use like a, like two avocados and I'll put that as my, my dressing with a little lemon or maybe some balsamic That's the best vinegar. dressing, avocado and lemon. So good. So and good. Simple, you know, and it's natural. So, um, maybe some salsa. Sometimes I'll add on a little bit of salsa. But wait, wait, where do you get your protein? <laughs> That's the question. I know. I'm I listening know. to smoothies. I'm not hearing any protein. I'm not hearing any beans. 
I'm not hearing any so, tempeh. Yeah, so <laughs> here's, a, here's a couple of things that I'll share. Um, so when you mix a banana with a date, that can, that's a complete protein source, a banana and a date. Now, it's not about with the, with the protein. It's not that. So we're talking about plant-based proteins here that are easy to digest, easy to absorb. All fruits and vegetables have some amount of amino acid in there, some very small and some more uh, larger larger um, amounts. So like leafy greens, I mentioned dandelion greens. That's a, a really great source of amino acids. Uh, things like hemp seeds, hemp powder, um, alfalfa, chlorella, spirulina, uh, moringa. Um, gosh, what else do... There's... Um, and I say alfalfa? Yeah, alfalfa mm -hmm. powder and juice and stuff like that. So I make these capsules. Uh, I showed those to you guys earlier. The green capsules, they're... They have reishi mushroom, they have uh, astragalus, spirulina, chlorella, and alfalfa powder. And alfalfa is used to, they feed that to racehorses to kind of bulk them up. It's mm. really good fuel. And, you know, that's what I take for the amino acids or the protein, you know, to build. Because those have all of the, you know, all of the amino acids to support the body. That's what I've been taking, and 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 it's uh, and then I get a variety of greens in. So I uh, on my salad, it's like butter, lettuce, and spinach, and um, sometimes a little bit of kale, things like that. Um, but the protein or the amino acids come from the uh, like the chlorella, the spirulina, stuff like that. And, and you're making these botanical um, capsules now. I know you want to take these to market eventually. Eventually, right? yeah, that's the idea. So you're playing with them now. We've got a couple that we're gonna pop. Yeah. And uh, for brain and nerve, and the other one for I think I'll do that before uh, a workout. Like yeah. if you were going to take that after. before or after, I would take it after. Yeah, okay. because during the workout you're kind of depleting your yeah your your your, your body uh, will utilize that after. You'll be really if you're especially if you train in a fasted state when you get done, your body will just absorb Ooh. all of it. So a lot of times I won't you know I'll work out at five a.m. but I won't eat until one. So I'm like, my body's super hormone sensitive and insulin sensitive. When I have that first meal, it's absorbing everything. So that could totally backfire too for someone that's totally absorbing and they go and have like chips and like the bad food, right? Because their body's going to absorb all of that versus going for a super salad. Yeah, that's it a could good work question. negatively, right? Yeah, I, I would say that uh, definitely making the choices on whatever your first meal is. Like, <laughs> let, really... let's, let's go for as good as like, don't go for a pizza or something. Yeah, go don't be like a meal. fasting junk food junkie. <laughs> this is intermittent fasting is something is a tool. It's not really a diet. It's more of like a tool. It's something that you can implement into your daily, daily routine or weekly routine to just enhance your own body's natural function and to help you know, decrease inflammation, things like that. So it's not really a diet. It's just a, a structure, you know, way of doing things. Well, and it's kind of a cool way, you know, if people are get stuck on like the, it's too expensive to eat this way, you know, where am I going to get Moringa and all that? Yeah. Well, it's kind of like a, you get a lot of bang for your buck because yeah. you're soaking up the food so much. You're maybe down to a couple meals a day, right? You're getting a lot of bang for your buck. Absolutely. So speaking of like Moringa and Stragulus and all of that, like what, what are, where can people find this? And because I know not all sources are going to be quality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Quality. So like, yeah. where do you get, where um, do you get yours? I actually order mine online. I go through a couple of different sources. If I'm going to, if I want a formula, let's just say, uh, if I'm detoxifying my body, which I do periodically throughout the year and pretty much all year, it's a lifestyle for me now. 
I will, uh, if I'm not making that myself or if I'm working with a client, I'll have them go and purchase the formula from uh, like Dr. Robert Morris. You can go to his website, which is a holistic health club, and you can order them there. Or you could go to um, something like, what's the name of that? MountainRoseHerbs.com. And they are like a distributor or, you know, you can go there to order single herbs. And they do have a, a lot of different other products too that are more natural based. So you can, and you can find these herbs in health food stores. You know, you can go to Whole Foods and they carry Moringa and Chlorella and stuff like that. So you can also find them there as well. They're priced a little higher because they're Whole Foods. You know, it's a whole paycheck there. It's right. you can easily spend all your money there. But um, places like Mountain Rose Herbs is a great place to find things at a, a little bit more of a, a little more savings there. Okay, cool. We'll put that yeah. in the show notes for people to check it out. And how do people get a hold of you? So you're going to be doing these seven-day resets often, right? Yeah, you yeah. We started often. them last year in May. Very and, cool. And um, I think, uh, let's see, we've had about six or maybe seven nice. different resets over the last 12 months. And uh, we served about 100 people on it with uh, in the last six or seven that we've done. We've served a total of 100 people. And this year, this will be the third one that we've done this year already did one in january one two or three weeks ago and then april 16th is the next one okay so it's coming up in about three weeks i think okay uh, april 16th will be the uh, the next one and um you know the way to the if somebody's interested and wants to get a little more information with that you can go to ianmyerswellness.com that's the website and there is a uh, a link on there for the seven under the services under for the seven day reset and then there's a description of what it is, what what's involved. It's ninety nine dollars. There's a there's a button there to sign up with a t- with a, a countdown timer on there of how many days are left before we begin. Cool. So if you're interested, you can uh, you can go there and you can sign up and reserve your spot. And uh, we'll have a comp. So the the seven day reset. There's uh, two conference calls that I that I host where everybody can jump on and it's like a, an opportunity for me to be in the hot seat and answer questions and share information and, and, and education about the reset and about what and why we're doing it. So there's two calls on, on there. There's access to our private Facebook group, uh, which is where everybody is uh, collectively in the group. So we all kind of support each other over the seven days and through the seven days. And I provide videos and uh, a few exercise videos in there that I created and also um, recipe videos and tips and things like that. So there's constantly trickling in information through the seven days to help support everybody on their journey. Perfect. Uh, so there's access to the private Facebook group page. You get the uh, the recipe list. There's a seven day uh, the seven day menu. So you get the 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 um, structure there. There's a grocery list. Um, the the tools, the items that you need, you know, to to go through the seven days blender and a and a a food spiralizer and that's it so it's it's all there awesome it sounds like a screaming deal too i think it'd be a great one for people to to check out um i think those jump starts are so wonderful you just get a download of information see what's working for you taking one thing with you you know that you can continue to do and incorporate in your life absolutely i think you're right on that it's just uh given just something that you can stay committed to for a short Mm -hmm. window of time to have an experience and then you can you know, take it from there. Just one day at a time. What's next? Just one day at a time. <laughs> That's right. That's awesome. And uh, we're going to like have to have you back on the show because we didn't talk 
anything about meditation and oh mindfulness gosh, yes. and like your 10 day retreat that you went on. Cause that, when I saw you, I think you were going on one. Yeah. The 10 day Vipassana, the yeah, silent meditation. That's right. definitely, let's do that. We'll talk. We're going to have to do a part cause, two. Cause there's, and, there's some good information. There's some good nuggets about meditation and just, uh, and this yeah. is what you, you know, you teach as well. With yeah. Your practice. And also this could be a really good opportunity to share a little bit on, on my side of things on, on some of the experiences I've had there too. I'd love that. Because mindfulness is huge very, in, very, in, very in creating change yeah. because change can only happen in the present moment. Exactly. It can only happen there. And, and there's, there's, a, there's a good hour right there. We can really dive into some, good, some really good stuff. So I'd, I'd be uh, very excited to come back and share a little bit. Yeah. That'd be great. Oh my God. Thank and you I feel guys like for we, having me Yeah, it was so Absolutely. awesome to have you here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Ian Myers, super cool dude. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. Definitely check out the blog post for the links to connect with Ian and sign up for his seven-day reset starting on April 16th. I love this model. Seven days is so not overwhelming. And knowing Ian, you are going to be getting huge bang for your buck. This guy is a wealth of information and an asset to anyone who gets to work with him. As I mentioned in the intro, Beej and I have been lengthening out our fasting timeline up to 17 hours so far. I think we got very comfortable with the time frame we were at, and both of us are now feeling a jolt of aliveness playing with this a little bit more. We'll be posting an awesome extra with Ian in Patreon this week, and for our supporters of $5 or more a month, you guys are going to be getting some of the smoothie recipes that we've been using to end our fasts and nourish our bodies. So stay tuned for one of those recipes coming this week. And I know that at least one supporter is going to be super psyched to know that we're going to be posting a 30-minute yoga roll class as well. We've already recorded it, so we just need to get it up there. We have lots of stuff for you guys. We have lots of stuff to share in the name of community. So don't forget to visit patreon.com forward slash yogi triathlete and access all your supporter goodies. If you guys are racing Oceanside 70.3 or you have peeps who will be in town, spread the word and join Beej and I at Endurance House on Friday, April 6th at 9 a.m. for our Mindfulness in Athletes talk. No fluff or craziness, just straight up tools to get your mental game on point. It's free and open to everyone. Bring the family. There'll be takeaways for all humans. All right, cool, you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in, using the Amazon banner ad, supporting on Patreon, buying the Yogi Triathlete cookbook, leaving reviews on Amazon and Apple Podcasts in support of the high vibe that we are all spreading across the globe. This community rocks, and we are honored to be at the helm. Continue to show up every day, you guys. Show up every day for yourself, your family, your friends, the animals, the world. Never underestimate your impact. You count you matter, and you are here to reveal, love, and share your gifts in this life.